0: Welcome to Metal Injections, the Squared Circle Pit. Today's special guest, David Lopen. And
1: now, here is your host, Rob Vastrani.
0: I cannot believe the year is almost over. It's Rob. A long-awaited new episode of Squared Circle Pit is here. I have a great guest today, David Lopen. Uh, if the name doesn't immediately ring a bell, he is a composer for ICW over in, in uh, the United Kingdom. And David's got a lot of great stories. We talk a lot about entrance music. We talk about the British wrestling scene and just growing up a wrestling fan. Some cool chats with a fellow metalhead. And uh, you hear New York City in the background. It's actually, it feels like a spring day today. Thanks to our lovely global climate change, uh, November was a very interesting month for professional wrestling and for heavy metal. Sure, uh, I saw the Survivor Series, NXT Takeover, War Games, front to back. Absolutely excellent. I loved the War Games. I loved all the matches. Velveteen Dream versus Aleister Black was a highlight. Survivor Series, the highlight was obviously Brock versus AJ for me. And as far as that main event, I had uh, I just had a lot of problems with it. it. It bothered me very much that it came down to Shane McMahon being alone on one side, and then Triple H, Kurt Angle, and Braun Strowman on the other. I don't mind Bra- Braun Strowman, but Triple H and Kurt Angle was a bit of an eye roll. Uh, but we like to keep things positive here, so let's keep it positive. I want to going to talk to David. Here and before I do, he, like I said, he makes entrance themes. So he created a little medley of a bunch of entrance themes he created for a a few wrestlers. And I'm going to play that first, and then I'm going to get to the interview. Entering the Squared Circle Pit from across the pond. This is a transcontinental broadcast of the Squared Circle Pit. I have uh, David, a.k.a. Lopan. Thank you, David. We finally got on the the horn together. Thank you for having me, man. Now, David, you uh, produced uh, a ton of music uh, and you're currently working with in cha- insane championship wrestling can you just tell us about some of the other places where you've uh, produced music for
2: yeah well uh my main gig is insane championship wrestling but i've done i did all the original content for what culture when it first started out i think they're defiant wrestling now mm-hmm. uh, i've just done some stuff for them today actually i've done stuff for New Japan Pro Wrestling that's now in Ring of Honor as well because of War Machine. I I did Drew Galloway's song for TNA and they're they're my main four but I just do gigs here and there as well. And I let other people use use my songs as well, man. On indie shows and stuff. Like if they ask, I just go, yeah. And I'll send them the
0: MP3 and they can use it. So you produce the theme that War Machine comes out to in New Japan. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty sick, like if they were at the Tokyo Dome this coming January, it's gonna be your music blasting in that giant (laughs) stadium, that's pretty wild. Well that's gonna top that, like, because
2: I remember the weekend where they came out to it in the Hammerstein Ballroom and I was just like, what's going on? (laughs) Like they just came out in the ballroom and I must have watched it like 10 times and the, the cool thing is about Ring of Honor in New Japan, when you're coming, when, when, when the guys are coming out to the songs, they actually credit you on the screen in the bottom left hand corner as well.
1: So oh, no that's awesome. They'd
2: come out, it had the name and the title of the song, which was Prepare for War. Oh, man, it was cool. That was actually a kind of cool gig. Like, they came over from, well, they came over to ICW. They were booked on one of the big four shows. And mm-hmm. I had already done them a song, and I knew, like, I knew what the guys were into anyway. So I made them a song, very chunky, droppy. You know, what, go, what were
0: they into? Did they give you like some bands they like? Yeah, like Sick of All,
2: Biohazard, you know, that old kind of New York hardcore. Oh, okay. So so I was like, right, I'm going to go totally as low as I can go on with this <laughs> song because of how they look as well, man. Like, yeah. So I'd done that. I, I, I met them before the show because I've got this OCD thing where it's like I have to speak to the guys before the show to, one, either let them hear the song or, two, tell them, listen, you've got, like, you've got, like, five, five, five 10 seconds intro, then it kicks in, you come out, I've gave you maybe 30, 40 seconds for the walk around the ring, the hook will kick in when you're in the ring, you know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. the OCD when it comes to that, man. And uh, after it, uh, they asked were like, man, could you do as a song for ring of honor and new japan and i was like fuck yeah <laughs> so <laughs> i went straight in and I, I i sat for about a week man give it tweaks put in the explosions you know what i mean just just kind of polished it up and just made it sound better and then we kept i kept shooting it back with me and raymond over email right up until the point where he said boom that's it there don't change anything else send me that <laughs> i was like cool man and a Ring of Honor in New Japan were pretty cool. Like they sent out the forms straight away, licensed it out to them. Boom, Bob's your uncle, man.
0: <laughs> so that's cool. So you're saying, like, when you when when you get assigned, you know, to create a song for a wrestler, yeah. uh, you try to, you know, you want it to be something that they enjoy. But but, like, what what's the process like? Do you kind of uh, take into consideration what their character is and, and and like their kind of walk to the ring? Mm-hmm.
2: the main priority for me is the character man like there's nothing more i hate than just wrestlers picking random songs that they like to walk out to mm-hmm. because i mean you're taking the gamble and like oh yeah we'll use this song and by the time they get to the ring it's like a slow bit or a silent bit or a bit before a breakdown and you're like Ugh. so for <laughs> me for me
0: for, for or like me, the or the ones like like people come out to uh Uh, like Rage Against the Machine, that one song that has like that two minute intro with like dun 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 (laughs) dun dun, 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 a bulls on parade. And it's like this is not this is not a song, this is not a wrestling intro. (laughs) Yes, exactly, man. Yeah I mean that's the thing as
2: well, like wait, I'm gonna go off on a tangent, sorry, but I'll come back to this. Uh, it's always the character, man. Like, luckily enough for me, I've been watching it like my whole life so i'm kind of familiar with everybody but if i'm not familiar with somebody i'll go watch a lot of their matches on youtube or i'll like i'll get the contact details i'll speak to them like find out what their vibe is man Mm -hmm. and then from that i just do the song and i need like i like to see how long it takes them to get to the ring as well when i'm watching back their matches so So you you time that as well yeah, yeah so i can time it man and i've learned as well like do not do big 20 second epic intros man because one the fans are waiting for ages two they're waiting backstage to come through the curtain and three it eats up into time as well so like over time i've just kept kept at it and kept at it and now i'll give them maybe like five seconds eight seconds at the most right before it goes boom so they've got like that kind of little two bar hype and then boom they can come through
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. The song's in, man. And I, I'm, you know, you said you've been uh, watching your your whole life, and I'm sure that uh, Jim Johnston, the old WWE music producer, is probably a big influence. Uh, and I was he,
1: just, what was that? Sorry, aren't you going? No, out? go for
0: go
2: ahead. I was going to say he is the main influence, and I just like apparently today he got he got let go or something.
0: There's a uh, rumor, I, I but it's mean, not confirmed. Yeah. It's not confirmed. But yeah. he hasn't really been working too much with them anyway. Yeah,
2: kind because. Of yeah, he's been doing more like the move, like movie stuff and soundtracks, yeah. and for the WWE Studios. So when I seen it, I was like, "What?" But, but yeah, like, what were some Scottish of your favorite
0: d- songs? What were, what were the, what were your jams?
2: <laughs> Four Horsemen theme.
0: Oh, but that uh, was that a Jim? I don't think that was a Jim Johnson. It wasn't.
2: That was a Jimmy Hart one. But yeah. when it comes to see, that's in my Mount Rushmore
0: <laughs> of wrestling themes. But uh, if it's Jim Johnson, mm-hmm. Vader. Vader, I, you know that's yeah. so funny, That's that was in my head too because I remember like on Wrestling Challenge or Superstars or something, they had like a behind the scenes yeah. and it was Jim Johnson talking about the Vader song and he was just saying how like, oh you know I'm looking at this guy and he's like walking to the ring and I'm thinking like what does he walk like and he had a guitar in his hand and he was just doing the riff, he was like this is what he walks like Yeah, and yeah. it was just like that's it, that was the song.
2: Yeah I mean like I watched Royal Rumble 96 again yesterday. And like that's when debut uh Vader debuted, and again, man, like you're just sitting watching it, and then all you hear is the it's time and the dun dun dun. Rah, yeah, like, he's really good at those big. like
0: elephant marching riffs. Like it's kind of like yeah. the Brock Lesnar theme. It's so memorable because yeah. it's such a simple great riff. Yeah, and, uh, another Jim Johnson great one, uh,
2: the Brood, the Brood. Yeah, <sighs> see, when it had that ding ding ding. ding. And like like the guitar had like, that phaser on it with you know, right,
1: that.
0: Right, so right, right. And it's so interesting. I listened, to, he was on Steve Austin's podcast. I'm not sure if you heard it, but I recommend to go mm-hmm. out of your way to check it out because oh, okay. Austin basically just plays him a song, a theme song, and then he just talks about it, you know. But one thing that kind of was like a bummer was he is not at all into heavy metal. Like, he likes rock and, like, classic rock, but he yeah. specifically said, like, oh, I don't like the vocals, <laughs> you know? Like, the, <laughs> the, the typical thing he would say, and it, it was a, a bit surprising to me because he's such a phenomenal composer of heavy metal. Like, just the, yeah. the, the great, like, chunky riffs. Yeah. I mean,
2: that's the thing. Like, metal goes hand-in-hand hand with wrestling. Like, it, there, there's, no, there's no other way about it. I mean, even the old, the old raw song, Thorn in Your Eye, when it's just it has that kind of like anthraxy start and then it's, the it's you know like why it has that anthraxy start
0: bit. it's because it, it was it? Scott Ian <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wrote that riff literally he was in that he was oh. that session player but yeah totally oh, I totally know what you mean that so good, that man. riff was so great
2: I mean one of the other ones I like though is the old Owen Hart one see the old high energy one. Yeah, they had that, and then it oh, so you could be here talking for ages, man. Yeah, and, and then the Bret Hart one as well. Like, see, see the thing I like about Jim Johnson as well. Like, he had monster metal riffs, but his guitar solos, like that tone that he had with like this big delay chorus, like total 80s, 90s cheddar, man. You're just like, ah, oh,
0: give me all of that, please, now. <laughs> and then, and then what I love even more is like that he, he had the the first Bret Hart version, then he had like the amped up version, yeah, and now right. then the Natalia remix. It's yeah. so exciting, like so even you know, twenty years later. Like anytime I hear Natalia, I'm like, oh man, <laughs> these riffs are still so good.
2: Yeah, and every time when you hear it in your head, you go, you can't help it, right? right yeah, <laughs> the rhythm, the
0: rhythm is so infectious. He's he's just a, a phenomenal or like the Stone Cold theme too. And especially like when they, I remember that's when they, you know, WWE was like blowing up huge and they were putting out albums and they did that whole metal remix album and they got disturbed to like do lyrics to like a even more metal version, like a cheesier version of this. Yeah. And they had like Seven Dust doing Jericho's and stuff, man. That was was the force of the entry. entry Right, right. Yeah. And Saliva did Batista and that ended up just being Batista's song. You know, yeah. like yeah. I like
2: think alone. they did they did they also did the Dudleys as well. Because when I had to do the Dudley song, like the like one of the one the one for the Indies, I was I was doing it and it was really heavy and it was like a boom 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 and I was like, Hold on. And then I didn't realize I was subconsciously writing uh, the, the, the song. <laughs> <laughs> but I just threw in a couple of swear words and profanity to mix it up, so it didn't sound the same. Oh, that's great. <laughs> well, you mentioned... I, oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, another one before you move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it seems to be a forgotten classic. The Ministry version of The Undertaker's theme.
0: Yes, because it was only used for like five days. Yeah. But also the corporate ministry. Uh, it was like yeah. a remix where they added like the No Chance in Hell vocals to the yeah. Ministry theme. Ah, that was great. Oh, it was good, man. Like,
2: I mean, that song, like, when I, we always do this thing. We always play a game called Guess the Theme, and we'll only play like three seconds of the theme. Ah, that's, and we'll that's just sit the song, man, and yeah. We do it all the time, man, and that's always one that we have to put on, man. Like, it's, a, it's one of the ones that's like... Not that it's so underrated, but it's just forgotten in the midst of all of that blowing up because the song is so good, man. Because it's just that total metal-tastic riff with that orchestra. I mean, there you go. That song was Nightwish before Nightwish
0: was Nightwish. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he he nails all the genres without even, like, paying attention to them, you know? It's so wild. Yeah, did uh, you ever notice the similarities between Stone Cold Steve Austin's
2: song and the Big Boss Man song? Because you had Stone Cold's
0: ba-dum,
2: ba-dum, ba-dum, and Big Boss Man's ba-dum, ba-dum. <laughs> You know, I never thought about it. Uh, and now you're just like, what? Yeah, <laughs> and, you know? Uh, there's an old Scottish saying where it's like, honestly ask my mates and they'll tell you like what it is 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 see when we were all growing up and i was learning how to play guitar and piano and drums like my dad bought me a drum kit Uh, like we had the attic done because we the house was small so we had the attic done for me and my brother he bought him a drum kit me a guitar and me a keyboard my brother gave up the drums so i just tried learning all three but then when we were growing up in the mid 90s when everybody would do the backyard wrestling i would walk about with the guitar (laughs) <laughs> all the like,
1: That's I great. Learn, yeah
2: i would learn stone colds uh though i think the one i played all the time because it was an acoustic was the new age outlaws theme and then when i learned the dx theme i remember taking the guitar into high school and i was like everybody look at this look at this and then like, man. <laughs> so it's pretty cool to be doing all this now when i get back to like 96 97 98 and i was like man I would love to do this when I'm older. And now I'm like, Jesus,
0: I'm actually... Yeah, you were, tra- you were training for it. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, because like all all the other guys that don't work with w, uh, WWE at the moment, because like, I've done like Drew Galloway's song, uh, The Dudleys, Alberto Del Rio, Rey Mysterio, Kevin Nash. I mean, I mean oh, that's off the top of my head, but there has been a couple of others as well. But when I did the Nash one, I gave him that big heavy metal 12-bar blues like so it was very diesel but it was more edgy again massively influenced by
0: jim johnson right right you you have the references intact yeah
1: yeah
0: uh so how did you fall into into it like what was your first gig do you remember uh, well like how it started well the band that i was in we came back in
2: 2010 or 11 from 11 from the european limp biscuit tour like uh, Fred took us on tour, and it was it was cool, man. It was great, good experience. And uh, we gave one of the songs to ICW because I was friends with him. I was like, yeah, I use that song, and that went on to be the song where everybody chants, like, if you want something, come and get something. And it, like, it, I didn't realize it was going to like snowball as much as it did. And then one day, I'll rem- I remember exactly what was happening, man. I was watching Lieutenant Kenda Homicide Hunter, and uh, <laughs> Drew phoned me, and he was like, hey, man can I use that other song for uh, TNA and I was like yeah totally so we went did the deal with TNA and I was like yeah you can use it and from that man it just snowballed and I actually counted from last December I've done 178 pieces of music if you take into account entrance music promo music event music different music for a different match hype you know what i mean like just making sure everything sounds different so you're also scoring all the promos and stuff yeah yeah and i've just recently got this big orchestral pack so i'm starting to learn how to make it sound more cinematic and those big steel builds see like those terminator drums like the dun dun do dun like Trying to use all that, kind of incorporate all that in it, man. So it's been, it's been really fun. But so, so you're pages... you're
0: just kind of doing this all like on your own, you know, yeah. kind of like a, for lack of a better word, like a bedroom producer, essentially.
2: Yes, yes. What I did was is I bought all the stuff for a studio and just put it in my bedroom. I've got. A oh, so bedroom you're a literal, man, so... <laughs> you're a literal, bedroom yeah. Producer. Oh, it's great. I've just a. I've just went and seen new space because it's getting too much and I I want to get better gear. So I've just found this space that I'm moving into in two or three months. Uh, It's definitely over the new year. They said I can have it and I'm moving everything in there because what I want to do is get it all in there, set it up, set up the drum kit, set up the guitars, the studios. But it means if I want to work with any other artists or get anybody else to come in and sing, then... It's more centralized, and they right. don't have to come home. I can. It means I can get them in, and I've got somewhere to go where I can make all yeah. the music.
0: You could separate it a little from your personal uh, life, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Man, to- totally understood.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's another guy I work with as well, Neil. Like he he's done a couple of songs. Like when Drew went to Walk Culture, me mm-hmm. and him done a song together and sent them it, and me and him done one recently for BT Gone and it's like sometimes it can get too much so like I say to Neil I was like oh here do you want to do this and like if you do the music I'll do the vocals on this or if there's like a batch of like 20 songs to do like he'll take some I'll take some and we'll just work through it because he he came through and he helped me out and when I was doing all the ICW stuff last year for the big you know how last year was like Fear and Love and Nine, the big biggest European wrestling event in thirty years? Like, right, yeah. I wanted to it, talk about yeah, that. Like the, you guys yeah. are
0: doing like arenas now, like big t- uh, ten thousand person arena? Like how many people was it? A or a little less. It was like I, was, I, I was like hope, six, I exactly. six, six. Six. still, but like yeah. for an indie show, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's That's it's insane. absolutely ridiculous, man. Yeah. It's great. And then and then there's me, like, because like, I'm also, like, I go to the shows as well. As I said, like, I like to speak to everybody, make sure they know what their song's like if they haven't heard it. But I've also started watching the production, guys, because I'm like, well, I'm doing all this in the house. I want to go to the shows and see how it's actually done so I can see them cue up, like, how the music goes from the music to the lighting guy. The lighting guy syncs it up. That's synced up with the Titan Tron. You know what I mean? Like I want yeah, yeah. to other stuff as well. But it's crazy, man. Like, I was sitting in a dressing room just there uh, two weeks ago. It was just me, Ray Mysterio, Kevin Nash, girlfriend, <laughs> and a barber. And, like, we were just sitting talking about like, And that was all because me and Ray were talking about songs. And I had done his. And I was like, man, I, I, I've gave it, like, a little bit of Mexican flavor, but kept it really kind of like the old POD new metal. And from that, it was just like, eh want to come in and sit and listen to some songs man and then that was us we sat in there for like an hour and a half listening to Guns N' Roses and the old WCW uh like oh what was his faction with Conan called Filthy Animals it was like oh like all of his rap yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. I remember he had like a budding hip-hop career him (laughs) and Conan it
0: was so funny yeah, it was
2: cool, man. And then Big Kev came in, and we just sat and listened to some old school rock, man. It was it was insane. But then I made sure I got my WCW PlayStation One game signed. <laughs> I know people, I know people like to get wrestling events signed, but I was like, nah,
0: man, Nitro for the PlayStation One. So it was you, Ray Mysterio, and Kevin, and that must have been a, a pretty wild uh, hang. What what yeah. rock were you guys listening to? What were you listening to? I it was more old school rock we were listening to
2: there was like Guns N' Roses ACDC Journey and then we started comparing the new Journey singer to the old Journey singer because the, the new guys got a ridiculous vocal range and then Whitesnake and you know what I mean like kind of old classic rock classic metal but it was cool and then we started sitting talking about like Pearl Jam and we were talking about uh,
0: Soundgarden and Alice in Chains
2: and the whole 90s grunge scene oh it was cool man
0: now uh So where where are you located right now? I I don't think we we discussed that. Like, what part of the UK are you from? Glasgow, Scotland, man, where it is Mm -hmm. absolutely
2: really cold as fuck right now.
0: (laughs) Oh, my condolences. It's starting to get cold here in New York (laughs) as well. Uh, Yeah, so, like, it's insane because uh, how big the UK wrestling scene has blown up in the last few years, I wasn't really paying attention to it. Until it's like absolutely impossible not to now, and it, it's what like I still like to me it's it's a little confusing as to like how so many different promotions can exist within this uh, relatively small region. You know, you mentioned ICW, what culture? I know there's Rev Pro, Progress. Yeah. So that's like four already. Like yeah. how how do they not? How does everybody not step on each other's toes? You know what I mean? Yeah, my opinion
2: in this is see because everybody's all in it to make it better together. That it reminds me of the old NWA territories in some respect, where it's mm-hmm. like guys will work here for a while and then they'll go work down south, or you know what I mean. It, like, so do they? It's... They
0: all kind of stick to a certain part yeah. of the UK. They don't kind of.
2: Yeah, because up here you've got ICW is like Scotland. Then you have SWA in Scotland, but they don't run shows the same time as ICW and they don't have the same storylines as ICW. So even storyline wise, nothing c- conflicts with any of the promotions. And then because... Are the everybody's... characters
0: alignments the same? Like is someone a heel in one and a face in another or...
2: Yeah. I mean, for a while there, Sha Samuels, was the butcher. He was a heel down South, like mega heel. But yeah, in Scotland, he was a total baby face.
0: I see. Interesting.
2: Yeah, he's the only guy I can think of, but that's because they built him up down there for, like, over a year to be this monster heel who was choking people out of a sleeper hole. That's how he was winning all his matches for, like, a
0: year. Mm-hmm. It was cool, man. Now, is there, like, a like a ranking of, like, like you know, one fed is clearly the, the biggest, or, or are they all kind of on relatively even ground?
2: Well, I would say... It was ICW for ages, and then I would say Progress caught up with them. And now I would say after that show there the ICW is back on top. And that's no disrespect to any other promotion. No, no, it's no. It's just I like to look at it from the outside as a fan as well as like working right. in the industry. So I like to see what's going on. And I mean, I mean Progress are going to try and run. And a, an arena next year and all all the power to them I hope I hope they pull it off right they're
0: doing the uh a Wembley arena right like Wembley yeah yeah
2: in fact I've done songs for progress as well
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you don't
2: discriminate <sighs> nah totally not man I mean that's a good thing as well like because everybody's striving to make it as good as possible over here that like, everybody is helping each other out right? I mean I'm just I'm just a guy that does music, man. They, they could have got anybody to do that, and thankfully, it's me. I mean, that, that's that's my humble humble opinion, but it is, it is good to see that everybody over here is uh, getting to this point, and now everybody in a global scale is going, oh, what's going on over
0: in the UK? Yeah, and, and now all these again, UK wrestlers are blowing up yeah, worldwide. Blowing.
2: Yeah, and a lot of them are in WWE. Yeah. I mean, even... even uh, even Finn Balor, I man, he was an ICW champion before he left.
0: Right, yeah, like he was one of the first. But even like, yeah. not even with the, like even with Japan, with Zack Sabre Jr. and Marty Skrull uh, being in like big factions, like, yeah, they're yeah. they're making making things happen.
2: Yeah, I mean that ricochet as well. I mean his his, his athleticism is just. It's off the scale, man. And he was on our show last year, too. And Right, yeah, yeah, that crazy
0: spot, I remember, last yeah. year. We, that was wild. And I just remember being like, whoa, this is a big venue. This isn't like a, <laughs> this isn't a quote-unquote bingo yeah. hall, you know? Like, See,
2: the good thing about that venue is, is that I don't know if you've noticed, the shape of it is circular, so it has that kind of like MSG look. Yeah, yeah, so you definitely. Yeah, it's cool. And it's like three tiers, just all circular, man.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a great wrestling arena and and I'm a big uh, fan of that stuff and uh, like what so you guys just had the big ICW show a few days ago and yes. and you mentioned Triple H uh, was at the show uh, to me in an email. Like did you get to talk to him at all or like shake his hand or anything like that? No, uh,
2: he turned up at the ICW show in Wales. A uh, and he just came back was talking to everybody and then he went out and endorsed the company i think he went he went out with pete dunn and he went out with mark dallas a uh, the owner of icw he
0: just oh i see i see yeah yeah. yeah. it was yeah. at a smaller show right right I remember. yeah yeah
2: and then the one after that was like Rey mysterio kevin nash rob van damme uh, and then you had all the icw guys but it's just it's it's crazy man like everything going on in the uk wrestling scene at the moment is just absolutely mind-blowing and then you get little guys that like me that get to work in it and the cool thing is you see because like i dj'd in a metal club for years uh and i do other stuff i do the synthwave stuff but like see see having like not a blinkered opinion on rock and metal it means i can do different styles like i did bram bram got a tune that was heavily heavily influenced by mashuga Joe Coffee got one that was heavily influenced by Black Sabbath and Candlemass. You know, I mean, like that old doom style. I just like to mix it up, mm-hmm. so not everything sounds the same. But but then, see when you hear all these different styles of music coming through these big arenas because of how much these guys have built this up, it's 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 euphoric. That's the only word that can describe it.
0: I can only imagine being in, in an arena that big and hearing music you produce being reacted to.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, spe- I mean, as you said, like the War Machine one, that's going to be ridiculous in the Tokyo Dome. And I think that will 100% top that I heard
0: it in the Hammerstein ballroom. <laughs> I, I was at that show. That, that was in May, well, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, and they came out with some gear on and everybody was nodding their heads. <laughs> that's another thing that I do as well. Like, see when I'm watching tapings back, Mm-hmm. when 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 the guys are coming out to whatever song it is they've got i like to look at the crowd if they're nodding their head i've got them
0: yeah i feel and also you know it's all about those first few seconds like yeah. uh, i think it's a big part of recognizing which character it is and and like having that instant recognition leads to the best possible pop yes uh, kind yes. of going back to what you said earlier with like the longer intros a kind of it kind of bores the crowd, and they're not as eager to to cheer when the wrestler appears after the initial pop, yeah. too.
2: Yeah, they're just standing there, going, "Right, hurry up!
0: Yeah, Do like... you want to see him
2: out? But then, but then again, like from learning that from my mistakes, mm-hmm. I've just kept it down to like maybe a two bar intro or a four bar intro but again you're talking no more than like eight seconds
0: right it's a trial and error like you 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 said like you did you might have done a 15 second intro before but then you went to the arena you saw how people reacted versus a shorter intro and you kind of refine it from there and the
2: the good thing about it is you see because you save all the session files you can go back in and change it you can go back in and take that intro and just cut it in half Mm -hmm. just go i'll get rid of that boom there you go Shorter sting,
0: bigger pop. Everybody's happy. There you go. Yeah, and I wanted to mention earlier when we were talking about favorite theme songs, we mentioned Jimmy Hart. Uh, I feel Jimmy Hart is is an underrated songwriter in his own right because, first of all, those Honky Talk Man songs he wrote have are genuinely amazing songs that got stuck in my head. Yeah, did he not do Common Man as well? Dusty Roads. He did do that. See, so he kind of had like a cheesy style and it worked when it was like Honky Tonk Man's first song or like uh, uh, a honky love or something like that. The song they did at WrestleMania six with rhythm and blues. Oh, man, that song was stuck in my head for years, for years. Like I would just get it stuck for days at a time. Uh, But then there would be some of his like later output, like WCW stuff where it's like American males or his, like, WCW Hulk Hogan theme, or the, or the Steiner, well, Steiner line, I ironically like, like, you know, This yeah. is the story of Two Brothers with it's Scott.
2: Did they not, I think he'd done Demolitions as well, man, like, like, because a lot of people go, yeah, yeah, but they don't realize, as you said, they don't realize that, like, Jimmy Hart done some of those songs as well. Right,
0: right yeah demolition that's a cla- that's like a proto metal <laughs> <laughs> like prototypical metal song dude, it, totally it's so man of war man <laughs> like, yeah
2: it's ridiculous see uh one of the highlights of this year as well was one day on twitter i got a message from jimmy hart just saying listen dude i love your cover of the four horsemen theme and i was like yes <laughs> <laughs> oh i haven't i have to I, check that out I can retire. Like I was just sitting one day and I was sitting making a synth wave song and then I was like, Hold on a minute, this sounds like the four horsemen theme and then I just kinda gave it that like, see because it sounded days already, I just kinda tightened it up a bit and then learned how to play the do-do-do-do-do and then I just sat for ages learning how to play
0: that. It's and just I, the it's I, just the traditional like with the guitar riff down like that or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, that's the thing. That's what I did, though. Again, getting back to the OCD, I learned both versions. I learned the... And then I went away and learned the... And then I, when I got that message, I was like, this is amazing. And then I got a message from J.J. Dillon as well. And I was like, right, I can retire happy. I'm <laughs> completely <amazing>. done.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, that, that's really cool when, when, you know, obviously Jimmy Hart... And also, you know, like he had a big hit in the 60s. I remember uh, I looked up his Wikipedia and like he had a genuine pop hit with like the Gentries, I think was the band. I forget what what his band was that he produced, but it was like legit. Oh,
2: that's cool, man. That's cool. I mean, one of the things that I want to do now is like, I want to try and incorporate like a modern version of some synthwave and metal and try to get it into new japan see because see because uh well yeah i've done a song for them already but because japan love power metal and symphonic metal and they love you know like x japan and stuff like that that i want to try and do something like that something that just sounds like absolute synth metal madness that's that's next year's goal that's next year's goal
0: that i think there needs to be more synthwave
1: and professional yes. wrestling for sure yes well
2: well i've just recently me and my friend uh, eddie he's uh, he produces under the name dead life we just hooked up with mega ran and now we're all doing some stuff together man which is cool because mega ran had been looking to do some synthwave stuff i mean because synthwave just sounds like really 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 good computer game music and that guy could easily rap over that so then I got him in touch and him in touch and now the ball is rolling and we're going to hopefully get some synthwave hip hop out there but before
0: that synthwave metal that's awesome and if there's anybody you could do is there anybody you want to create an entrance song for like a a bucket list of people to work with I want to do Kenny Omega a new song I think he really needs
2: a synthwave song like see with the whole Terminator gimmick he needs it come to me <laughs> you need a synthwave song <laughs>
0: <laughs> well maybe you see, you just
2: picture him coming out like see you know how we did the, uh, at the wrestle kingdom he did the terminator gimmick and he like you, you could hear the bah, bam,
1: bah, bam. yeah
2: man see if he was coming down looking like the cleaner and he had that kind of but that total like drive sounding in synthwave man he would look like one mean bastard i
0: think it would be great man I think you should just do it and send it over to him. <laughs>
2: just do it and be like, here's your new song. And they're yeah. like, what? And I'm like, yeah, that's your new song. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anybody else I'd like to do a song for at the moment. <clears throat> I wanted to do a song for Trent Seven and Tyler Bates, but I've just recently done that. And I deliberately put saxophone in it so it sounded like old school dog eat dog. <laughs> that's like great. That whole kind of like, who the king, who the king. I just, I don't know, man, like, putting saxophone in one of their songs is for me is the music equivalent of like a glorious mustache so (laughs) i was like ah man i still go with it uh i wouldn't mind redoing kevin owens's song see coming from a rap metal band like an old the old kind of like Biohazardy kind of style and see that riff that he's got in that song just that i just it needs some kind of like rap metal vocals over that man that would be, I think that would give it mm. the, ed- the edge that it, that it needs. I actually did do two verses of that. Like, I just wrote some shit and I recorded it over that. But then I put a clip of it up on Twitter, just like a little 30-second video. Like, yeah, I'm just doing this for fun. But then my friend Matthew from Botchamania retweeted it and Twitter blew up. So I had to delete it. <laughs> I was just like, no, it's not. It's not official or anything. I'm just, like, enjoying myself on a Saturday night, just rapping some shit over his song but yeah i'd like to do his man
0: sounds cool and you so you have a band you have the van damage which is your yeah. synthwave band now is that based on jean-claude van damme or rob van Dam? jean-claude van damme man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what it is this is where i got the name from uh i used to collect or still collect old original cinema quad posters. You know, the ones that were, the, they're in the theaters when mm-hmm. they came out yep. and then they're never released again. Everything after that's a reprint. Well, I collect those and I had a double impact one. like the, the one where Van Damme was the twins yep. and it said on it, double the action, double the Van damage." and I was just like, that's the name. If I ever do a band, that's the name and yeah, that's what it was, man. And we are actually, I'm going to an evening with Jean-Claude Van Damme in January so... Yeah, he'll be getting told that.
0: Well, I mean, that's amazing. I didn't know he was yeah. doing one-man shows.
2: Yeah, I think it, uh, this is his first tour, man. It was cool. Uh, but yeah, the Van Damage is cool, man. We've just finished a new album that sounds really, really Rocky IV. Like, the first album was cool. It was very, like, synth-poppy with a little bit of an edge. But this one, I was like, nah, man, every single track has to sound like it would be in an action movie. So the whole thing just sounds like Rocky
0: Four well i have never heard a better pitch
1: for an <laughs> well, album
2: I, i'm trying to be polite like everybody else that say to me what does it sound like and i'm saying man it sounds like it sounds rocky for as fuck it just sounds like it just sounds like biceps that's what <laughs> the album sounds like fucking biceps <laughs> but uh, we're going to debut some of that stuff in april when well we've actually got the first ever scottish Synthway festival next week but we'll see how it goes But after that, we've got a show with Dance with the Dead and then Ghost. Oh, nice. And then we'll see how how it goes and get that out of there. Because I like Dance with the Dead, man. They've got that whole synth wave metal thing going. And they're really cool guys. So it'd be cool to kind of debut at that. But yeah, man, it's just like total Rocky Four fucking bicep weightlifting. Like even the pitch for the album cover, I was like, I want a guy. He kind of looks like Duke Nukem, but not too much. He's more musclier. And it's a cross between Duke Nukem and uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in commando. And he's got like a fucking four barrel rocket launcher in one one arm. (laughs) (laughs) But he's like, the way he's holding it on his shoulders, he's tensing that bicep. And then on the other arm, for no reason, he's holding a fucking dumbbell, just doing weights while firing rockets. And there's fucking explosions and everything in the background and everybody's dying. And this guy just looks like, just looks like Rocky IV. (laughs) That's pretty much it. Uh,
0: Awesome. Well, I'll be sure to play some Van Damage on this episode. Thank you very much. And I want to thank you for taking some time uh, uh, to talk to me. I want to thank you for having me, sir. It has been a pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you ever find yourself in New York City going to a wrestling show, if you ever make it to the Hammerstein Ballroom, (laughs) you should definitely uh, meet at the lobby for an overpriced beer yes
2: an (laughs) overpriced brewski and if you're ever over this end of the
0: pond then Mm -hmm. i'll hook you up and we can go to some wrestling shows man that sounds like an amazing plan i would love to see some british wrestling i definitely want to eventually make it out for like either icw or like i've been watching a ton of that stuff and especially uh like uh the rev pro shows where they bring in the new japan guys i'm like yeah blown away because they uh, book a bunch, of, like they book Matt Riddle and Keith Lee and these those guys they come around here all the time and I'm, I'm huge yeah. fans of theirs and to see them interact with yeah. the New Japan guys is so cool like the Keith Lee uh, Ishii match at RevPro a yeah. few weeks ago, I don't know if you saw that, yeah. it was absurd you <laughs> also
2: you ju- also just reminded me that I'd done a song for Keith Lee like four weeks ago as well. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> There's just so many. But again, with his like, I listened to his original song. You know what I mean? Try to get into his character, man. Uh, his uh, like his whole vibe, his whole look, and he got a big mean bastard hip hop song.
0: Yeah, he's he's am- he's gonna be a huge. Star. He's already a pretty big star, but I think he's yeah. gonna be a really, really big deal very soon. Yeah. Yeah, are you, are you looking forward to Wrestle Kingdom? I am very much looking forward to it. Uh, I would love to one day see it live. <laughs> this year was not a good yeah. time, but I'm super pumped. The uh, I've just been really getting into New Japan these last two or three years, so it's they never disappoint me. I never watch a New Japan show and is like, oh, that that was a waste of time, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, which happens with certain other promotions sometimes, but. Uh, I'm really excited. I was really hoping for Ibushi versus Kenny Omega uh, as right. one of the main yeah. events. But I'm really, really looking forward to Jericho versus Omega. And I, I realize, uh, like, if I turn off the mark part of my brain, I realize yes. as a business decision, a Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho match is a million times more marketable yeah. than an Ibushi match. And, you know, obviously they're trying to get more casual fans, more... American fans or, or English-speaking fans and and no match could really be bigger than that for that type yeah. of audience
2: See when the video get released like mm-hmm. when it showed you Jericho and Omega.
0: Yeah Did you do what I did and watched it
2: like four times five times and then sent it to everybody? You know, like watch this watch this like what just
1: happened.
0: Well, like so, you know, the show happened uh, overnight uh, the the show in Japan, and I'm in yeah. I'm in New York, and so like the with the time difference, it's it starts at five in the morning. So oh, the man. announcement was made sometime at like or no, that's not true. Uh, it starts at like three or four in the morning. So the announcement was made at like six thirty seven in the morning. So I wake up the next yeah. morning. Oh my god! And yeah. I, just, <laughs> I just I just see the tweet like I see a tweet like uh, or like I see a tweet with a Photoshop of Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho, and I'm like. What is this? Is this, like, fan art? (laughs) Like, what's going on? And then I kept, you know, I did, like, a search, and I found the video, and I'm like, this is insane. This is – I I can't believe this is real. This is – like, this is brilliant. (laughs) They're so smart. Yeah. Because, yeah, I kind of did the
2: same, whereas, like, I seen people post about it, but the video wasn't released yet, and I was like, what? whoa, what's going on? No. And then, again, I went straight on to Twitter – and I was like, I'm gonna find this. I'm gonna find. It. And then when I found it, I was like, Oh my god! Yeah, and this it was a ridiculous. great, it was a great hype
0: video by Jericho. I yeah. thought he did a great job. And then,
2: but for me, I was like, That was amazing. And then, like two hours later, Triple H walks into my work, <laughs> and I was just like, What's going on today? What like, is going what? on in wrestling lately? Right? <laughs> <laughs> those, those two, those two things happened in the space of twelve hours. Like, you know what I mean? Like. Him appearing in New Japan and then Triple H appearing at an ICW event. And I was just like, this is the craziest Sunday in wrestling (laughs) since I I don't even know how long, man.
0: It's a great time to be a wrestling fan right now, I think. I I don't think there's ever been a better time. And I I grew up during the late 90s, (laughs) Monday Night War boom with ECW around. And I say now is better. See, the thing is, see in the UK, we only used to get ECW
2: on a Thursday night for 30 minutes. In the UK wow it was on, it was on a channel called Bravo and they would only show it 10 30 to 11 but it was never one episode that was just all cut it, like just lots of different bits cut and stuck together man yeah like so you just kind of had you had to make up in your own head what was actually right going on. yeah and but, there, there was no video <laughs> was on cool. the
0: internet like now you can look up anything you know but yeah for me it was I was just scrolling channel flipping one day at three in the morning and then it just started. I'm like, wait a minute, what the hell's going on? This is, a... I know that guy. <laughs> like, wait, <laughs> that's that's like Johnny Polo, but he looks all grunge. Oh, it's Raiden, you know, like what's going on? <laughs> uh, but so like, how did you watch uh, WCW and, and WWF? Did they have, like, was it on a no. delay or like, what was that?
2: Over here, they showed both of them on a Friday night. What it did was at nine o'clock, the Cartoon Network changed to TNT mm-hmm. and... It would be on from 9 till 11. But at the same time, Raw would start at 10 and finish at midnight. So I would start watching WCW at 9. I would watch an hour, turn over to WWF. And at the same time, my little brother would be downstairs watching Nitro and we would shout on each other if anything's happened. (laughs) And then later, later, later on, it would be... 9 o'clock to 10 would be Nitro. 10 to 12 would be Raw. And 12 to 1, you would get the last hour of Thunder. And then oh, weird. And all, Yeah, and then when that all went away, it was just, yeah, it was just WWF. But what a time that was as well. And we used to do that thing. Like, we didn't get our pay-per-views until 1 in the morning. And it would be the, yeah, we we're away to bed. Good night, Mom. Good night, Dad. Love you. And then as soon as we knew they were sleeping, it would be, right, get Skybox Office on. Right, because you didn't, you got the pay-per-views <laughs> yeah. for free,
0: right? Like, you didn't have yeah. to pay for them, yeah. Yeah,
2: we didn't have to pay, and we would just stick on Sky. And then the thing is, though, me and my brother were paper boys, and we had to get up at 7. So one week, one one Monday out of every month, we would totally get, rumb- we would totally get rumbled, man. Like, we would go to bed at 4, and we were back up at 7 having to deliver papers before school, and we were just, like, walking zombies, man. It was, but... <laughs> okay that's what happens when you're young man it was it was good times
0: yeah it was it was when it was worth staying up for yeah i mean
2: there was one time as well we were watching king of the ring 98 and my friend was around watching it and my dad came in the room and there's my friend holding me and i get a gorilla press slam standing <laughs> on top of the bed and my dad goes what the fuck are you doing and we just <laughs> said <"D-> don't know <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> we we're just like don't know <laughs> it's like what do you mean don't get fucking down <laughs> and then and then uh one time i power bombed my brother through the bed but because he was only like four or five at a time i just blamed him like i remember power bombing him and i heard the bed snap at the bottom mm-hmm. and i just shouted aiden what the fuck are you doing why are you jumping on the bed <laughs>
0: I've, oh, de- man, I've, 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 I've definitely <laughs> broken a bed uh, wrestling as well yeah
2: I'm going to hell for that man <laughs> but at least it'll be warm and I'll know people so, so, I, so yeah. it'll Maybe be warmer it... than Scotland in the winter anyway
0: <laughs> that's true well Dave thank you so much for taking the time <sighs> this has been an absolute <laughs> pleasure likewise uh, to talk likewise. to you and hopefully we can, we can talk again soon and, and next time be at a professional wrestling event when we do
2: Yes, and we can have a couple of overpriced intercontinental briskies, because <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty deep over here as well, man, but yeah, yeah we we'll just have like really, really bad beer and drink a lot of it, and then that's cool, and then just go listen to Judas Priest. I'm cool with that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a plan. You know, it always feels like it's so quiet in my apartment, and then right as I'm about to start recording... That's when all the trucks and everything arrive outside the building. But that was a great chat with David. And as promised, uh, I'm going to play a little bit of his band, The Van Damage. And it's it's some very fun music. I think you will enjoy it. And as always, uh, follow us on social media. I post cool stuff all the time. Facebook.com slash Squirt Circle Pit on Twitter. It's at Squirt Circle Pit without the E in circle. I will not take as long to create the next episode. You will hear from me again very soon.